This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 24th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Are all the good jobs gone? In the United States, it's more complicated than that. So says Cato Institute senior fellow Brink Lindsay, author of the book Human Capitalism, How Economic Growth Has Made Us Smarter and More Unequal. We spoke last week. Thomas Edsel writes in the New York Times, uh, very simply, the headline is, Are the Good Jobs Gone? And, of course, that uh, ties directly to a lot of the work that you're doing on why growth in the United States, at least, and worldwide is getting harder. Well, what, do you, what do you take away from what he's got to say? I think that, uh, that the headline should really read, Are Good Jobs uh, Gone for People with Less Than a College Degree? Because the focus of this article uh, is on something that's, uh, that's called uh, labor market polarization, uh, that is, uh, the decline or the relative decline in middle-skill jobs. So we have a continuum from low-skilled jobs to high-skilled jobs. And once upon a time, uh, the growth was such that uh, the fastest growth was in the highest-skilled jobs and the lowest growth was in the lowest-skilled jobs. And so that over time, there was a general upskilling of the whole occupational structure. Over the past 20 years or so, though, uh, there has been growth in high-skilled jobs and growth in low-skilled jobs, but middle-skilled jobs uh, growth has been flagging. These are uh, jobs that have some kind of expertise but are generally routine, and what has happened to those is that they have either been automated uh, or outsourced to low-wage countries. Uh, and so we have this so-called polarization of the labor market. Uh, these middle-skilled jobs uh, happen to be the top-level jobs for people without college degrees. So what has happened uh, over the past 20 years uh, is a kind of declining prospects for upward mobility for people without uh, college degrees. Uh, and this is part of a larger picture of this divergence between high-skilled workers and everybody else. So that back in 1980, the average college grad made only 30% more than the average high school grad. Uh, today, it's 70%. So for people who uh, are low-skilled, there was a general trend for those individuals to move up or just a general trend? A general trend over time over for the time. jobs to change and th therefore for there to be more opportunities uh, at higher skill levels for everybody. Uh, so now what has happened is that, uh, is that really uh, the future isn't so bright for people that, uh, that only have middle skill levels. The future really belongs uh, much more to people who have high skills and, and that boils down to getting a college degree in contemporary American society. The real puzzle is why aren't people responding to this signal with this ramp up in the college wage premium, this more than doubling of it. Uh, that's a signal that the market is sending to people saying, we need more highly trained, highly schooled, highly skilled people, and yet folks aren't responding. And in particular, men aren't responding. Uh, there has been a, a continuing increase in college attendance and college completion uh, by women uh, since 1980, but the college completion rate for men is stuck where it was back in 1980, and that really puzzles economists. Why aren't people responding to price signals? Uh, and it turns out that at the same time that we're having this uh, labor market polarization, this economic polarization, we're also having cultural polarization, uh, so that uh, the home environments for kids of, uh, of uh, less skilled workers are now very different than the home environments of kids of, uh, of college-educated workers. 
single, uh, ch- uh, having children out of marriage has gone way up amongst uh, high school grads and high school dropouts. It stayed very low for college grads. Divorce for everybody went up in the 60s and 70s, but then went way down for college-educated people and has stayed high for everybody else. Uh, so that now uh, about 90% of the kids of college-educated parents live in two-parent households, whereas for the kids of high school grads or high school dropouts, only about 50% of them live in two-parent households. Uh, and there's some very interesting recent research by David Autor uh, of MIT, who was mentioned in the Edsel uh, piece and who has been a real pioneer in, in, uh, in analyzing labor market polarization. He's now got interesting things to say about cultural polarization because uh, this new paper by him and Melanie Wasserman from Third Way, which is a center-left think tank, is pointing out uh, that the negative impact of being raised in a single-parent household, which we've known about for a long time, is much worse for boys than it is for girls. Uh, and so this cultural polarization uh, occurring at the same time as uh, economic polarization means that the gap between highly skilled and less skilled people is growing at the very same time that it's harder for less skilled uh, people to get ahead because their home environment isn't very good. Now, for m- most people who are gaining skills, that is to say going to college, they're not in the workforce. Right. What does, how does that, that poses a challenge, I would assume, to people who are coming from lower income homes as well. Uh, So you mean the affordability of college? Well, not just that, that you're not participating in the workforce, that getting skills uh, necessarily means making an upfront investment, if you will. So that's right. So uh, you, you, you do have to uh, delay entry into the workforce. There is an opportunity cost of lost wages. There is the outlay of, uh, of paying for skyrocketing tuition costs and going farther into debt. Uh, so that there is a financial barrier uh, for, uh, uh, that could potentially keep people from more modest backgrounds out of college. Uh, but at the same time that we've had this ramp up in uh, college costs, we've also had ramp up in financial aid and in college subsidies. So it appears that the main barrier to people going to college isn't money. Uh, there's uh, uh, that the uh, that James Heckman is a Nobel Prize winning economist. He's analyzed this. He says that only about eight percent of uh, of young people are are currently priced out of higher education uh, by financial factors. The main reason more people aren't going to college is because they aren't ready for college level work so that K through 12 is failing them. On the subject of what we ought to do about it, President Obama has laid out his plans and that includes uh, paying people more for the same skills in some cases, very low skill people, minimum wage uh, people and uh, preschool pushing uh, pre-K for all. Yeah, so clearly uh, progressive generally and the Obama administration in particular uh, have been very focused on the issue of inequality uh, and a number of Obama administration initiatives uh, have uh, have focused on uh, trying to reduce inequality by redistribution. Uh, they've raised the top uh, tax rate for uh, high earners and meanwhile through uh, the Affordable Care Act have expanded subsidies for, uh, uh, for the less well-off. Um, as the Edsel piece notes, uh, a recent uh, article by Annie Lowry in the New York Times shows, though, that inequality has actually been getting worse in the uh, in Obama administration, and the and the basic problem of falling incomes for median uh, the median household has continued uh, during the Obama administration, and this highlights the difficulty of dealing with the. Uh, 
the results of sort of deep tectonic social forces uh, through uh, through redistribution. Uh, what uh, what what is amiss in American society can't be papered over by redistribution. Uh, what uh, what is needed is uh, ultimately. Uh, a real dramatic change in our educational system uh, so that people uh, who are uh, come from less advantaged family backgrounds have the opportunity through schooling to develop the skills they need to thrive and flourish in a modern economy. Uh, at the present day, our government monopoly schooling system uh, is completely failing in that mission. Instead of mitigating class differences uh, and expanding opportunity ever, to everyone, uh, what it's really doing is simply perpetuating class differences. People come into pre-K with big gaps in their school readiness based basically on socioeconomic background and on the education levels of their parents, and then those those gaps just get bigger uh, during K through 12. So unless we have really dramatic changes in how education is structured and delivered, uh, I think uh, uh, no public policy steps are going to have much impact on, on improving uh, the economic prospects of the less skilled and raising their skill levels over time. Brink Lindsay is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of Human Capitalism, How Economic Growth Has Made Us Smarter and More Unequal. You can read more of his work on inequality and economic growth at cato.org.